I'm on the train. You're listening to All Aboard, presented by Coors Light. Live from the Lodge Sasquatch Kitchen in Tempe with Sun Devil head football coach Herm Edwards. Now alongside Coach Edwards, the voice of the Sun Devils, Tim Healy. 2019 marks the 150th anniversary of the great game of college football and year two of the Herm Edwards era of Arizona State football. For the Sun Devils, both begin exactly 48 hours from now when ASU takes the field Thursday night to host the Kent State Golden Flashes in their 2019 season opener. And an historic opener it will be, as for the first time in program history, the Sun Devils will open a season with a true freshman starting at the quarterback position. We invite you to join us for the next hour as we break down the 2019 Sun Devils and talk ASU and college football here on All Aboard with Herm Edwards, presented by Coors Light. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to our inaugural show of the 2019 season. Alongside of second-year Arizona State head football coach Herm Edwards, I'm Tim Healy, about to begin my 22nd season as the radio play-by-play voice of Sun Devil Football and delighted to be your host for our weekly radio get-togethers. Once again in 2019, our home for the weekly Herm Edwards show is the Lodge Sasquatch Kitchen. Visit the Lodge Sasquatch Kitchen on First and Farmer in Tempe every week during the ASU season for all aboard with Coach Herm and stay for great food and ice-cold beverages. We have special guests each week in our show and some good ones to get things started this evening. Second-year Sun Devil defensive coordinator Danny Gonzalez will join us a bit later on, as will the two newly elected co-captains of that Sun Devil defense, sophomore linebacker Darian Butler and senior cornerback Kobe Williams. And one last item of interest to you, and this is very interesting, new this season, we will be airing all aboard presented by Coors Light on Facebook Live for fans who can't join us here at the Lodge. You can check out the live stream of the show on the Sun Devil Football Facebook page. As in past years, our show is formatted like a football game in quarters, so here now is the first quarter of tonight's show. Welcome to All Aboard, presented by Coors Light, first quarter. And time now to welcome in my co-host, second-year Arizona State head football coach, Herm Edwards. Herm, great to see you. Good to be here. Um, look at these fans. Uh, you know, I think is, this is a Pac-12 record crowd Well, this tonight. Pac-12 record crowd, uh, first show, and the reason they're here, yes, yes. we have two special guests here. Yes. Besides the ones I've already told uh, Yeah, yeah. Okay. They're like, like they're big time. Okay. okay. Buffy Anderson and Ray Anderson. Yes, Obviously, they are. That, and that's why that's what brought all the crowd in here. Yep. They knew that AD and his beautiful wife were coming to the show. They said, well, let's go over to the show and see Ray and Buffy. Yep. So that's a good thing. These are all the people, the same people that listen to Ray's and my uh, weekly Saturday morning uh, radio he program. He told me 33 shows. I'm going to start listening at 730 in the morning on Saturday. The highest rated athletic director show in North America. I'm going to start listening. And we're, and we're number one in Guatemala, too, from what I hear. But anyway, uh, how would you describe year one of the Hermit? I've used the term uplifting from the standpoint that I really think your team lifted the hopes and the spirits of Sun Devil fans last year. You were picked. Last in the Pac- in the Pac-12 South, you finished second. You won seven games and came oh so close to winning a bunch more. We had uh, great individual performances, some memorable close victories. Uh, what was your what were your main takeaways from a year ago? I, I think my main takeaway was uh, the players and the coaching staff that we hired, uh, allowing me to win their trust. 
Um, when you become a head coach, um, you know, people respect the title, but, but you got to earn the trust of the players mm-hmm. and the coaches. And I asked them that. I said, hey, all I want to do is earn your trust. Just let me just earn it, and I got to do it every day. And uh, I think as the season became uh, got going, um, that trust was a part of it. Um, I think I love the way our players played consistent. They were a consistent football team. We didn't win them all, uh, but we had opportunities to win games, and that's what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Put yourself in a position where you can win a game, and when you do that, you have this sense of it's on the players now. That's all a coach can do. Put them in position to win, and then the players are going to have to make a play or two. Now, you're going to have to help them with a the situation. You make right. a decision here or there. But at the end, that's how players want to do it. Mm-hmm. They want to be put in position so they say, you know what? Okay, i got to go make this play right now. If I do that, we'll have a chance to win. And the one that haunts you is the Oregon game. Yeah. You know, that's the one that haunts you. I mean, we had to go 5-0 and down the stretch. We knew exactly what we were headed into. And I told the players, I said, we control our destiny, but we got to win out. Mm-hmm. And they all understood it. And, and you know, you get the ball on the minus, what, well, on 35-yard line or whatever it was, and you feel like, just go down there and kick field goal. It's done. You win by a point. And, and that's you know, even with the questionable uh, call on the Frank Darby uh, two-point conversion that would have tied that ball game. Yeah, and, you know, still at the end you had a chance to win. Mm-hmm. And that's all you can ask. And, and that's a great effort by the coaching staff and the players. All, they, look, they get all the credit. Yeah. They do because it's, it's – they did all the work. You know, I, I just kind of tell them kind of what to do a little bit. And now we got Marvin, and, and they got Marvin telling them what to do, and I'm telling them. They, they got, we got so many head coaches now. We got Danny Gonzalez as a head coach. We got you, Marvin Lewis. We got three head coaches. And, oh, by the way, you have a pro football Hall of Famer on staff, yeah, too. We got that, that guy, hurt. too. Yeah, he wears his yellow jacket every once in a while in, in, you know, in the office. It's good. Is he going to get that dry cleaned at some point? Or I don't is know. going to keep wearing it everywhere? Kevin, he, just, he breaks it out every once in a while. I'd sleep in it if I were him, man. Heck, I mean? That was a heck of an evening. It really was that to was... Uh, watch him get inducted. And two other players that I actually coached were uh, Ty Law mm-hmm. and uh, Tony Gonzalez. So I had three going in. That's awesome. Uh, I've had a few. I've yeah. had about five or six now that have gone into the Hall of Fame. That is awesome. Well, no question, you set a great foundation in 2018. So now we turn the page. 2019 is upon us. And clearly the most talked about storyline in this preseason is certainly a compelling one the evolution of a true freshman starting quarterback on opening night at arizona state and i've heard you use the word special in describing Jaden daniels since february and now it is Jaden's time tell us what in your opinion makes him special because i know you have high hopes for him this year i do um i want to say this right up front he's not the messiah right he can't do it by himself um it's going to take a whole team to do it and um the players understand that but I, i like his his calmness there's something about that when you're a calm quarterback you know, he, he collects his, his thoughts, mm-hmm. he processes information fairly well, um, but I like his demeanor, you know, when, especially when the game goes. Yeah, yeah. To, to, to me, demeanor is, is everything in a, in, a, in a football contest because it's, it's, it's chaos. I think, you know, with all respect, I think that's one of your strengths as a coach yeah, uh, well, on, the, on the sideline. Well, I, I would hope so. I mean, and, you know, it's funny because when, when you played the game, and, and I can go back to my era of playing. Um, four seconds is about a play, and mm-hmm. you got to have this mindset, and then you kind of go back to thinking again, what's going to take place. And, and so I, I learned to play football that way. You, you play a little bit, you know, just you get to this level and you play and then you got to think about what's going to happen you got to be able to process information especially quarterbacks and Jaden can do that very accurate um 
he'll take a profit. You know, the quarterbacks that take a profit, they move the ball. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when, when someone's covered, he'll he'll throw it to the back. He'll take five yards. And that's hard for quarterbacks because quarterbacks want to get on, you know, they want to get on highlights. They want to get on television, throw right. touchdowns. Right. And if you continue to take a profit, you move the ball and you have a chance to score. And, and he's willing to do that. Now, I say that. He hadn't come in that stadium yet. <laughs> Walked by that Pat Tillman statue. <laughs> Walk in that stadium the first night, you know, and you're talking about him, but it's kind of funny. There's 30 more of them that are walking that stadium have never played college football. Oh, man. And there's 19 freshmen. Mm-hmm. And then there's another 12 redshirt freshmen. So it's a young football team, but that was the vision of trying to build a program. And, and that's what we're going to yep. do, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Yep. You know, I had a great conversation with Rob Likens, your offensive coordinator. We're going to have a feature on Rob on our pregame show on oh uh, Thursday night. Uh, yeah, he, he he did all the talking, trust me. <laughs> but he, uh, he had some great things to say. And one of the one of my favorites was he said, you know what? The, the, the bottom line with Jaden is if he gets up to the line of scrimmage, even if it's third and six or third and ten, if he doesn't like what he's seeing, he can always check down to a running play. And exactly. you can hand it off to the best running back in the Pac-12 running behind a senior-laden offensive line. No, you're right. And, and that was the whole focus last year of establishing a running game and the mentality that we could run the ball because we knew going into this season we were going to have a young person playing quarterback with not a lot of experience. So that was already the thought when I took the job. I said, look, we got to run the ball. Right. I said, because next year this thing is going to get flipped, and we're not going to have Manny Wilkins. He's not going to be the quarterback anymore. We're going to have to go with a young guy. And so you got to think ahead. You know, as a coach, you always think, you know, fans always want this season to come. We get that. But you got to think ahead when you're trying to build something. And, and for me, I think when you can run the ball, is a common effect for you. When you feel like I can control the line of scrimmage. And that means I control the game. When I can control the line of scrimmage and I can run the ball, and you have a runner like Eno, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, okay, well, we can, I can play any way I want to play right now. I it's, can go fast. I can go slow. It's the imposition of your will upon your opponent. Yeah, it's, football is about this. Here's two guys competing. And, and by the way, you, for our non, uh, we got water. For our true radio yeah, crowd, and, Herm and, and, is, do, uh, this doing, is dealing Dasani bottles this here. This is player A. This is player B. And this is what happens. It goes boom. Mm-hmm. And who do you knock off your spot? Right. That's what it's about. Mm-hmm. And you do that for about 70 plays. You just knock each other off your spot. And the guy that knocks his guy off the spot the most, he wins. Yep. You can tell this guy's been doing TV I've before. Done television he, he's in my playing lifetime. to the Facebook yeah, crowd already, you. ladies and gentlemen. They, they, well they, done, in, in Bristol right now, they'd be going, Coach, you really go, you're, on, you're, on, you're doing it right now, Coach. Said, hey, <laughs> there you it. go. Stop there it. you go. Boy, Eno Benjamin, what a year he had last year. The greatest single-season rushing total in Arizona State history, 1,642 yards, fifth best in the nation. And as you look for even bigger things from him this year, the two things I've heard most, he he was your third leading receiver a year ago, but I think you're hoping he'll even be more of a threat in the passing game. And Rob talked to me about Eno becoming a more vocal leader, and he thinks he's done a really good job of that. Yeah, he's him and... uh, uh, Cole are the two of the offensive captains and um, told him after the season or was ended, I said, look, you got to be a complete back. and You have to catch more than 30 balls. Uh, I'm looking at 50. Because what's going to happen is this. Look, the first series, they're going to have 20 guys in the box. Mm -hmm. They're they're not going to let us run the ball. They're going to say, you're not running the ball. This guy ain't beating us. They're going to say, we're going to want the quarterback to beat us, right? And so, with with that being said, you you know, you, you have to have a back that can get out of the backfield and get some matchups against linebackers and get him the ball. And Eno can do that. 
He is one of the shiftiest, most elusive backs. I think the stat was last year 94 missed tackles that he forced, which was one of the highest totals in the country in the FBS. Yeah, he's, he's very good at uh, with his vision coming out of the backfield and his ability to break the first tackle. And, and that's what good backs do. He has great balance. Has has great balance and, and, and runs with good leverage, but has great, really great vision. That, that's how he breaks tackles. Yeah. Your offensive line, you, last year Cole Cabral was a second-team all-pack 12 center. This year, right at the start of training camp, you have to move him back out to the position he played two years ago, left tackle. How do you feel your reconfigured offensive line has come along through camp? Uh, still a veteran-laden unit. At the, it at is. The top. Um, some have played a little bit more than others, mm-hmm. um, but it's uh, you know they've they, they've had some experience, and that's good. And and, and Cole is kind of the anchor. You know, he's the guy that uh, is, is up for all the awards, and it says something about him uh, when it comes to team. Um, he was going to play center. He was up for a lot of awards, national awards at center, and we needed him to play tackle. And he played tackle, obviously prior to right. me, uh, arriving here. And played well. And um, so we had to move back to tackle. And so that says a lot about him. You know, that, hey, coach, I'll do whatever I have to do to help the team win. Yeah, no question about it. You lose a great receiver in Nikhil Harry, but the cupboard is not bare uh, in terms of pass catchers. Uh, I think Brandon Ayuk came along strong at the end of last year. He had a couple of 100-yard receiving games. I think he's poised to have a big year this year. Frank Darby averaged 20 yards a car- uh, per reception a year ago. Um, and uh, Kyle Williams yep. looks bigger and stronger and faster, and he's caught 110 balls over the last two years. Yeah, those are the three guys with the experience. And then Curley, a freshman, uh, that the fans will start. He's of, really come along, hasn't he? Oh, yeah, he? he's good football Jordan player. Curley. They're going to like him, too. Remember him, number uh, eight from Austin, Texas. Number eight. And then uh, we've got a big old tight end, Nolan Matthews. Mm-hmm. He's a freshman. He's going to play, too. So we we got a bunch of them playing now. <laughs> It'll be fun. But that has become, I think, one of the, uh, I don't know, the calling cards or mantras of your program. If you can play, you will play at Arizona State. Yeah, and it has to be competitive. And I think the players have bought into that. They know it's very, very competitive. And um, you have to compete every day. And that's life. Yep. You know, look, football teaches life skills. This university is all about this. The student athlete, they want a rounded student athlete. And I always say student athlete first because they are students. Yep. And how do you prepare them when they when they leave this university? As athletes and as students. And when you think about it, you know, it's about competition. In the real world, when they leave this university with a degree, mm-hmm. it's competition yeah. in, in the marketplace. And, and whether you're a football player, football coach, whatever you do in life, there's competition. So we try to create that every day. And when Kyle Williams is doing my knee surgery in 10 years, uh, then I think we'll have a classic example of that, won't we? Yeah, you're exactly right. He's a bright guy, and he's excited about this season as well. You know, he's done a lot. He's, I talked to him today. He was, he's excited. The players, are, they're ready to play. I mean, they've practiced against each other for so long. Yep. Um, they want to go play football. We're going to get the complete scouting report on your defense from Danny Gonzalez later good. in the show. But how about a quick uh, thought on your defense? Uh, you've got some emerging talent coming on in the back end of your defense. We do. A lot of athletes that can run. And we have some length. Um, we just got to all put it together because there's so many guys. There's so many young guys. And there's some veteran guys. Rashari's coming back, obviously. Chase is coming back. Kobe's another guy. Um, but the rest of them are all young, pretty pretty young, you know, freshman guys. and of that nature, but very talented. We we got to find the rotation, how we play all these guys, and 
kind of what we become. You know, I think when you know in the NFL, you there's a there's preseason games. So not, you kind not of, in college. Not college football. No, there's no preseason games. Yeah. So you got to kind of figure things out on on as you're playing. And 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 I think as we get into this season, we'll evolve to whatever we can do well on both sides of the ball. That's you know that's always the coach's plan. You know, after you've played a couple games, you figure out what you do well and you just do that. And don't make it too complicated complicated for the players. And it's going to be a lot of fun to watch them develop. Even a devil needs time to chill. 21 means 21. Celebrate responsibly with Coors Light. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Lots more headed your way tonight on our first installment of All Aboard with Herm Edwards, presented by Coors Light. Coming up, you'll meet the Sun Devils' defensive co-captains for the 2019 season as linebacker Darian Butler and cornerback Kobe Williams will join us. But first, let's take a timeout on the Sun Devil Radio Network, presented by Gila River Hotels and Casinos. Let's start the second quarter of All Aboard, presented by Coors Light. Say, folks, on game day, leave the driving to Lyft, proud partner of Sun Devil Athletics. Download the Lyft app and enter the code SUNDEVILS for $5 off your first four rides. Welcome back to All Aboard with Herm Edwards, presented by Coors Light, our weekly ASU football coaches show that comes your way live each week from the Lodge Sasquatch Kitchen at First and Farmer in Tempe. Great food, great beverages. Plenty of TV screens, just about every game you'd want to see. Uh, right now, some baseball, some uh, football tape delays or uh, tape games from a year ago. All kinds of sports showing here on the tubes, plus a whole bunch, and I do mean a whole bunch of Sun Devil fans on this Tuesday night. Make this terrific place uh, yours to be on Tuesdays for the next month or so. I'm Tim Healy, the radio play-by-play voice of the Sun Devils and your host tonight. Glad you joined us. Now it's time uh, to introduce our two player guests this evening, a pair of young men who are among the five ASU players named team captains for the 2019 season. These fellas are the two defensive captains for 2019. One is a senior defensive back from Long Beach, California, who on Thursday night will make his 27th consecutive start in the ASU secondary. Please welcome to the show cornerback Kobe Williams. Kobe, great to see you, dude. Great to see you, too. This is your second straight uh, gig like this. You were one of my guests at the Tempe Chamber of Commerce kickoff luncheon the other day. You killed it, by the way. How'd you like being up there in front of all those people? I think there were 500 people watching you, man. It was great just being around so many people that care so much about the program. And it was just giving her insight about the season we about to have in a, in a big game Thursday. And that's what we're going to do here. And there's a whole bunch of people here who care about the program and show up every Tuesday or Thursday night to watch our show. Great to have you with us, Kobe. Jo- joining Kobe tonight is a young man who, as a true freshman last year, started all 13 games at linebacker. He was the Sun Devils' third leading tackler on the season and he was the fourth leading tackler of all FBS true freshmen in the nation a year ago with his 70 tackles. He was named the winner of the Sun Devils' Ron Pritchard Linebacker of the Year Award. And check this out. He is the first sophomore in the history of Arizona State football ever to be named a team captain. Please welcome from Harbor City, California, Darian Butler. Darian, how are you, buddy? You doing all right. How are you? Doing great. How, how do you feel when you hear that? First sophomore, I mean, think about it. You're a captain, and the man that Coach Edwards calls Captain America, true freshman Ethan Long, for crying out loud, was one named one of the five captains. But talk about yourself. How does it make you feel to be the first sophomore 
in the history of this program to be named the team captain? Uh, I just want to say I'm blessed, to be honest. Uh, I think I give everything to God. I thank Coach G, Coach, all the defense coaches, Coach Herm, all the coaches, really, who just trusted me and believing in me, believing that I could uh, lead this team and this defense. So that's something that's big for me and my family. So. What What will your style of leadership be as a captain, Darian? Uh, I just, I just got to lead uh, the right uh, example. Set a good example. Let everybody know, freshmen, everyone know that um, we we play by, with a high standard, so everybody can live up to that standard. So. Kobe, how about yourself? I know you're a soft-spoken fellow, but uh, how, how will you lead on the field and lead this team this year? Uh, by example, it's one of the biggest things we do around here, just lead them by example because everybody's watching you at every, at every moment just to feed off you and just see how you adapt to everything around you. But um, I'm working on being more vocal every day of practice, mm-hmm. just being that leader that the team needs and the defense needs most importantly. And uh, that's what I've been working on since we've been started lifting. Yeah. Coach Joe told me that when I came in for first workouts, but everybody needs a leader in this team. is. And it's a great team around us that we need mm-hmm. leaders to step up, like me, Black, and all these guys that is, that's not even, like, got the title of a leader need to step up, Kyle Williams and Mother Robinson. You don't really need the title captain to lead, do you? No, you don't. Everybody needs a leader at every given moment. Mm-hmm. You never know in the game where anybody can lead. A freshman can come in and lead. It's like Captain America coming up. He, Isn't that something? He's been working since he came in. He's been... This dude, that if you see our price, he's not really a freshman. If you watch his game, he's not really a freshman. Yeah. Just like Jaden Daniels. These guys are just extraordinary players that you're going to see Thursday. Darian, uh, both of you guys, your face lit up when uh, Captain America's name was mentioned. What is it about Ethan Long that you find to be really special for a guy his youth? He's a guy who's all about the team. He's like, he just want to win. He just want to help the team. Uh, Coach Herm stresses that a lot. Well, um, having guys on the team who's all about the team, who has a team-first mindset. So that's a, that's a he's one of those guys. So. Mm-hmm. I feel like he really deserves that. He sure did. Uh, he came here as a quarterback, but uh, very willingly said, hey, if I'm not going to play quarterback, just put, like the song title, put me in, coach. And he's going to be a slot receiver and uh, fill a lot of roles on this football team. And again, to put in perspective about Ethan and Darian, prior to this year, no ASU player had ever been elected a team captain that hadn't been in the program at least three years. So I think this says something about, uh, really, Darian, it says a lot about Coach Edwards, what he said all along. If you, if you can play, you'll play no matter your years. Uh, case in point, you and Merlin Robertson came exactly. in and started as true freshmen. Exactly. A That's year ago. That's big for me and my family. I just, I really appreciate him a lot. Um, it was something that surprised me a lot, to be honest. Uh, I expected to do it. It's something I came in planning on doing, but for it to actually happen, it was a blessing. All right, now you've had a year in the program, Darian. You must feel a whole lot more com- – I have to imagine a year ago at this time your head must have been swimming, <laughs> wondering what that first taste of college football was going to be like. What's the difference in your personal feeling this year as opposed to last year? Um, I'm a lot more comfortable. I feel like when I go out there and I got the guy uh, – when I'm on the f- uh, field with my teammates, I can look to the left and right and not worry. Like, I feel like I have a lot of trust and our chemistry is pretty tight. Because, um, gee, you don't think his defense is like – magic but i say his, his, his playbook is magic uh-huh. and when we fly around fast and we all playing 100 uh, miles per hour i feel like would be great kobe you've had a year now in coach g's defense the 335 scheme you brought with him from san diego state uh, talk about what you think are the best parts of that defense and one that makes it challenging for opposing offenses uh, like you just said it's very challenging for them like we in it every day we don't notice it every day but we got guys that tell us after we play 
uh, how hard it was to, to to move the ball on us, how hard it was to score on us, and everything like that. But last year we were just getting our feet wet with the defense. We were just coming in, a coach with a great coach like Coach G coming in, showing his great defense. We were just now getting our feet wet. Mm-hmm. So it was a, it was just about doing your job and just learning defense, how to do it in, in many different forms and running to the ball. Now we just find many different ways to to disguise and many different ways to play with it to make the defense even better. And you can bring pressure from lots of different places. And, Kobe, if I'm not mistaken, I think the one thing that Coach G preaches to everybody, run to the football, run hard on every play, right? Most definitely. is right. And you've seen it. You've seen a, a great example of it this weekend with the Hawaii player running to the ball. And me and Darren were sitting at my house watching it, and we <laughs> knew it. We said, Coach G is going to talk about this one right here. Yeah. We knew it. But uh, this is a great player effort that you never know. Like you can save the game at any time. And, and that play could be a difference maker. That dif- that defensive lineman thought he was going to sack Kalilte, yeah. didn't get him, and yet didn't give up on the play. And because he did, it probably saved the ball game for him. But when he chased him down and uh, got him a yard from the end zone, huh? Yeah, it most definitely did. And you could just tell every step that he took, that was his goal. Yep. Talk about you, Darian, and Merlin Robertson coming in together. And what a year Merlin had. The Pac-12 Defensive Freshman of the Year a season ago. The Sun Devils uh, leading tackler and leader in tackles for loss. How are you in the linebacking core shaping up this year, in your opinion? Um, guys like Merlin and Kalen, Kyle Sully, Tyler Johnson, I look up to all those guys. <clears throat> Excuse me. I look up to all those guys. I'm uh, very comfortable with all of them. Um, when we're on the field, I feel like we build a chemistry and a bond outside of football and on the field. So we set up film sessions. We set up times to go out and eat. So I feel like when we're on the field, it's like our bond. We don't have to talk as much. We could just give a signal. We know exactly what to do. What, in your opinion, makes Merlin such a good player? How was he able to come in and be such an impact guy in his first year at Arizona State, like you were? He is very consistent. Merlin is like always, this is one of those guys who's like always in the right spot. You know, he doesn't panic if, when things get out of hand. He's uh, He plays fast. He's physical. He's a guy who's like, you want to you want to be on the field with you, Kobe. It wasn't long ago that the ASU secondary was considered to be a weak link on this defense. As you enter the 2019 season, a lot of people, and I think your coaches would probably say as well, look at the back end as a potential strength. Uh, size up the secondary from your perspective. Most definitely, just a lot of guys that's confident in their abilities. So the guys that we just. We talk about it all the time, just being this dominant secondary that we want to be. And we got so much experience now there. And we got these young guys that's stepping up. And you say that price is stepping up to making big plays that we need them to make. But we just, it's just our mindset of switch. It's our mindset of just being the top Pac-12 secondary out there and just being one of the top in the nation. And we got to work every day at it. And we, Coach G holds us accountable every day to it. And Coach Hearn, with the drills he do, he makes us better every single day. And we just improving every day. Of course, Coach Hearn was an outstanding defensive back in the National Football League, a good man to listen to. Darian, we, we talk about Darian and Merlin a lot. Kobe with you and Chase Lucas. It's not often a program will have three-year starters at each cornerback position. What do you two bring to the defense, do you think? Uh, just two guys that just wants the game on their shoulders. We take it every single day. I tell them every single day in the hotel that if we have a great game, we win easily. But that's just us stepping up to the point every single day, and we hold ourselves so much accountable for our defense. And that's why we work every single day at what we want to do and just be great. And what does it mean for a defense when you have two corners that can lock down those uh, opposing wide receivers like you guys can? It makes everything easier for D. Black and Merlin, all these guys, it makes everything easier. Coach G tell us all the time, if we lock up, if our secondary lock up, he could do so many tricks and trades that make the offense so confused that it'd be a ball game that yep. we want. Yeah. 
Now, Kobe is one of seven Sun Devils who come from Long Beach Poly High School, the Jackrabbits of Long Beach Poly. There's no truth to the rumor that Arizona State's uh, name is going to be changed to Long Beach Poly East. But, uh, Kobe, I think at the at the Tempe Chamber kickoff luncheon the other day, you were trying by memory to name your seven uh, fellow Jack or your six fellow Jackrabbits. Can you, can you do that now under the pressure of all these eyes and Facebook Live looking at you? I've got a cheat sheet here if you need it. but I think I can. Okay, um, go for it, bud. Elijah Warris, Shari Crosswell, Jermaine Lole, me. Um, we got, we got, we got. Okay. The twins? The twins. The Markham twins. Uh, Kiwan and Kion, by the way. Kiwan and Kiwan. Okay. Uh, we got, let me think, let me think. Jack Jack. Jack Jones. Uh, Talk about Jack Jones, the former USC Trojan. Uh, late arrival, uh, joined the team in mid-August. Uh, a former starting cornerback at USC, a former five-star recruit. What does he bring to your group? Uh, we, me and Jack are just family, man. We came back. It was it was such an honor to be back together. But this guy is just a uh, pure athleticism, man. He just, uh, he's just a ball hawk. He's just that guy that... And the hype wasn't fake when he was in high school, man. Mm-hmm. This guy's a baller. And he just gets his groove back right now, just coming in and getting part of the defense. This guy's a be unstoppable. And then just contributing to me and Chase. That's just our secondary that we want. That's our guys that we want around us to contribute. And you could just tell when I talk to him every day, his mindset is just like ours. He talked about Pac-12. He talked about the Rose Bowl every single day. And that fits in. Wow. Just like us. What we want to do. Our yeah. big dreams, how we want to be. And we just want to make those days reality. Coming. Absolutely. And uh, have you set a goal? I think you te- you have as a defense on how many passes you'd like to pick off this year, haven't you? <laughs> well, it's definitely because he told us, man. He said, he said, I just walked in there and put a, a big thing on you guys, man, 20 interceptions. But we like, that's what we want. That's what we want. That's what we've been working for. That's what we talk about every day. So 20 interceptions and even more than that, that's what we could do. That's what we hold ourselves accountable for. Now, for some perspective, there were only a handful of teams in the country last year that managed 20 interceptions. But uh, you guys think you can do it, don't you? Most definitely. With our defense that we have and our defense, we work every, at it every day. And we just see all the ins and outs that we could do. And we see all the things that we mess up on and all the mistakes. And we capitalize on those mistakes as we do. We could capitalize on making plays that we need our defense to make. And, Darian, I think the overall defense, you want to take the ball away more often by any means, don't right. you? Of course. I like getting three and outs. We need to get off the field, get our offense, get the balls in the hands. Darian, give me your uh, scouting report on Kent State, uh, an opponent that wants to play at a very uh, fast-paced, up-tempo, spread offense. They average something like 70, 75 plays per ball game. What are your thoughts on this uh, opener coming up on Thursday? Um, they got a quarterback coming back, pretty big guy who likes to run the ball. Uh, we want to get him to throw it. So I feel like we stopped the run, uh, stopped the run game. He'll throw the ball a lot more. Got to get to the quarterback because he loves applying pressure. He loves to blitz. So that fits my game and all the other linebackers. <clears throat> you got D linemen who like to apply pressure. Um, I feel like with, with the way we prepared this week and what Coach G has uh, installed, I feel like we should uh, be really successful. Um, we shouldn't have our DBs covering for a long time. What their pressure will bring. So I think it'll be good. Kobe, I, I can't imagine how excited you are to get the season started. Your final season at Arizona State, does it seem possible? Man, I can't wait. I talk about it every day. Everybody asks me, like, how like how long is it? It's a Thursday. I was just like, man, I don't know. I can't wait. I'm just counting down the days every single day to be with this defense. And we can't and we can't wait just to have so much fun together from my last year. That's why we got so many big dreams. And I'm surprised 
that these guys are just talks about me being a senior and all this and the captain and all these type of things. But yeah. I just want to go to the Rose Bowl with these guys from my last year. Wouldn't that be mm-hmm. something? That would be crazy. In your hometown, both of you. That would be <laughs> so, so awesome. Great young men, wouldn't you agree, folks? Uh, defensive co-captains, Darian Butler, Kobe Williams. Fellas, thanks for joining us tonight. Great job on the show. Even a devil needs time to chill. 21 means 21. Celebrate responsibly with Coors Light. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Up next, you'll meet the mastermind of that Sun Devil defense as second-year coordinator Danny Gonzalez joins us. You're listening to All Aboard with Herm Edwards, presented by Coors Light, broadcasting live from the Lodge Sasquatch Kitchen in Tempe. Now this time out on the Sun Devil Radio Network. This is All Aboard, presented by Coors Light. Third quarter. New this season, we will be airing All Aboard, presented by Coors Light, on Facebook Live. For our fans that can't make it out to the Lodge Sasquatch Kitchen, you can check out the live stream on the show on the Sun Devil Football Facebook page. That is really, really cool. Glad to have our Facebook viewers on board with us here this evening as we continue with tonight's show. Coming your way live from the Lodge Sasquatch Kitchen at First and Farmer in Tempe. I'm Tim Healy, your host, and in this segment we spotlight one of the members of Herm Edwards' football staff at Arizona State. And our guest tonight is in his second season as ASU's defensive coordinator. What a great job he and his staff did last year. The Sun Devil defense showed significant improvement over the course of the season season in their new 3-3-5 scheme. I know he's looking for bigger and better things this year. He's a great coach, but he's a better person, and it's my pleasure to welcome Coach Danny Gonzalez to the show. Danny, good to see you, partner. Thank you. It's an honor to be here. And uh, great to have you. And I just want to give you some uh, kudos to start off. I really admire and appreciate the way you coach on this Sun Devil defense. I tried to come up with a catchy phrase, and to me, what sums you up is I think you're demanding without being demeaning of your players and I think you are realistic but uh, also reinforcing with your players I'm wondering to whom do you owe a lot of your success or who were your major coaching influences when you were coming up well I mean first from a very young age my dad was uh, he taught me how to communicate with people I mean you uh, he never yelled at me growing up but I knew when he was talking that I needed to listen, and he got the point across. Boy, that's a and great then, way to be, isn't yes, it? Yes, it's, it's awesome. And then I was very spoiled in my coaching career. Coach Long at San Diego State, uh, I mean, I was with him for 20 years, and, and he was a great mentor. He took care of me. Along that journey, though, I was able to play for uh, Gary Patterson, uh, the head coach of TCU. He was our defensive coordinator when I played at New Mexico. Uh, Bronco Mendenhall. Wow. Uh, I played for my senior year, and then I was also a GA uh, for him for two years before he left to BYU. And then the last year that I've had with Coach Edwards, I mean, I, I mean, you don't have a better coaching tree than that. I'm, oh, I'm very proud of it. I'm spoiled. Uh, this business, you, you move around a lot, and I've been very spoiled in that way. So we want to make Tempe our home for a long time. Well, we sure hope you do because we love having you and your family here and as part of the ASU family. And now you're getting into year two. Uh, size up how you feel your defense has progressed through fall camp as you get ready to take the field Thursday. You know, they're, they're getting grumpy running into the same guys every day on teammates. So yeah. I'm excited to see them finally play against somebody else. Uh, I mean, the, the two gentlemen that we had up here, our two defensive captains, they're awesome. They, they were I mean, awesome. They did a phenomenal too. job. Uh, you're only a good coach if you have great players. And it doesn't matter how good of a coach you are if they can't play. And we got a, we've got a bunch of good players on our roster. Uh, we're young, but we've, we've got an opportunity because of those guys. And the way that they show up to work every day, it gives you a chance. And it makes it fun. I mean, we love coming to work every day to be around those guys. 
defensive line in the spring, I, I, I think you were starting to wonder if you have enough healthy bodies to uh, conduct your business. But as you enter the season, it looks to me like you've got seven or eight guys you can rotate in that D-line. Right now we're on an eight-man rotation, which uh, a lot of people were asking me during spring when we were practicing with two <laughs> if I was uh, concerned. <laughs> I, I was not because I knew the reinforcements we had coming in. Yeah. I knew the guys that, were, uh, that we had kept out of practice injury-wise. I knew their work ethic and what they were doing. And then what it really gave us an opportunity to do was explore some different packages that, I mean, I love spring ball. I say it all the time. There's no pressure to win games, so you get to do whatever you want. You can beat the kids up a little bit, okay, make them a little tougher. And then you get to invent and, and, and play with your scheme a little bit. And so because we were down D linemen, we got to do some linebacker things that, that we'll have an opportunity to do this season. So... It may be a disadvantage at times, but you got to turn everything into glass half full if you want to be successful. So we, we took that opportunity and did the best we could with it. You had a young man last year, Jermaine Lole, one of the Long Beach Poly fellas that really came on as a pass rusher. I'm excited to see DJ Davidson coming back from an ankle injury last year at USC. You had a freakish athlete in Rennell Wren, yep. now with the Cincinnati Bengals at the nose. But D.J. Davidson is uh, pretty athletic in his own right, isn't he? We're going to have a hard time replacing Rennell. Uh, When you get drafted in the fourth round, you're a pretty special player. Uh, D.J., he offers us some things. He's big, just like Rennell was. They're a different type of player. D.J. is very athletic. Uh, He's very powerful also like Rennell. Um, I'm really excited. I mean, I thought we had a big drop-off when he got hurt at the USC game just because Rennell had to play so many more plays. And I think uh, I'm big into having guys fresh out there. Right. I mean, you're going to see the musical chairs going on as, as much as we can rotate with the speed that they're going. And then, like you mentioned, Jermaine Lole. Now, you, you talked about renaming ASU uh, Long Beach Poly East. There are going to be a lot of people out there fighting, you know, yeah. 1958, Prop, yeah. Prop 200. That's and, right. You know, we want to we keep Arizona yeah. State University our name. Yeah. But I love all the Jackrabbits we have out there. I mean, uh Kobe and, and the Twins and Jack-Jack and all those guys, Jermaine and Elijah. I mean, it's exciting to have those guys. Like I said, great players give you an opportunity to be a good coach. Linebacker, you have some really good players. Uh, the young man we met, Darian Butler, Merlin Robertson, were two terrific freshmen. Uh, Tyler Johnson last year really came on at the end of uh, the season, although he's been uh, c- coming back from shoulder surgery in the offseason. How's he progressed? He's, he's been progressing the last uh, – Two weeks, uh, he's made remarkable improvement from where he was. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a little bit old school, and he, he missed a little bit of time during the summer. So I think you have to earn your way back into in some of those things, and he's really give him some credit. He's busted his tail to try to get back involved. And, you know, the, the, the three freshmen that you talked about last year, uh, they, made the, they played the most combined snaps of any freshman in the country. And two of them being true, and then Tyler uh, Johnson being a redshirt. Mm-hmm. I think those guys are, are very elite linebackers. I mean, I think they're some of the best in this league. And, uh, I mean, shoot, Merlin, freshman All-American, Pac-12 defense, a freshman of the year. Uh, and, and then you have Darian Butler, who speaks volumes for him being named team captain. Like you said, the first sophomore in the school history, yeah. along with uh, Captain America, you know, I think he's going to be a special football player. Yeah. Um, Coach talked about it. We got 19 freshmen that are going to play for the first time. We got another 12 retro freshmen that are going to be involved uh, that have big roles in our team. So we're young, but they've got a lot of talent. And if we coach them right, uh, I mean, we, when you see a lot of mistakes in games, that's not the kid's fault. That's the coach's fault. 
So we've got to keep it simple for them so that they can play fast like Darian and those guys talked about. And if they play fast, we have a chance to be successful. Yeah, I think the secondary sums up what you just said. Young, but boy, you got a lot of talent on the back end now. Tremendous talent. I mean, uh, the neat thing about it, I mean, Ashari and Cam, they have some experience. They played a little bit last year. Ashari Crosswell and Cam Phillips, the Ashari, two major safeties. Ashari yeah. Crosswell, if you watch, and I tell people all the time, you know, Jaden Daniels is going to be a great player, okay? Jaden Daniels is going to start his first college football game on Thursday night. The speed that he's going to see is going to be different than what he's seen his whole life. Now, he's a special young man that's very composed, and I'm sure he'll handle it great. But we don't need to put pressure on him to go out there and win games. So it's our job to make sure that we give him a chance, give him some short fields with turnovers, help him out. Because here's a perfect example. Ashari Croswell, who you just mentioned, the first four games he struggled last year because of the speed not because he wasn't good enough it's just the it's the volume of plays and the, the speed that those guys they're bigger they're faster they're stronger than what you've ever seen by the last four games of the season he was playing at an elite pack 12 levels the yes, same he was so you're going to see improvement from Jaden from game one to to the guarantee 12 we have and hopefully 13 14 15 okay so if we don't put enough pressure on him if we don't put too much pressure on him and we help him out on defense we got a chance to have a really special quarterback around here yep and speaking of speed and pace, you're going to see a lot of that with this Kent State team that we're going to play here on Thursday night. Uh, they, they're coming off just a 2-10 and ten season under their first-year head coach, Sean Lewis, youngest head coach in Division One football, by the way, only 33 years old, but has a good uh, background working with Dino Babers at Syracuse, Eastern Illinois, and Bowling Green. But, boy, they want to they wanna go fast, don't they? About 13 seconds between plays, and they average, they I think, 75 plays, snaps a game. They do. Uh, coach Babers one of my good friends and we played them when I was at San Diego State and he was the head coach of Eastern Illinois and Coach Lewis was on that staff. Um, they did some really good things that was the beginning of the, the spread and the tempo style at that time. So he has some notes on how they attacked us that night. So, you know, I mean, you have to go back through your archives and find out, okay, how, how are people going to attack you? Mm-hmm. Uh, he does a phenomenal job. He's building a, a program. Um, they went from their, their scoring before he got there was one of the lowest five in the country. Okay, they did a phenomenal job in cru- improving their offense. I mean, they they were over 108 yards total yards per game last year than they were the previous year. That's a significant improvement, and they go fast. He, they're very well coached. Uh, I think that's the biggest compliment you can give them. They're a very well coached team. Our guys, if you're watching them, the the really the football people. As soon as the receivers catch balls or they get tackled, they jump up, they run the ball to the referee, they're all looking at the sideline to get lined up. So trying to implement that in practice has been a challenge. Mm-hmm. And I keep trying to tell our guys, you know, it's going to be a shock how fast they go. If we can execute, we can take that advantage away from them. Now, they're going to land in, in Tempe, and I love this. I think we have a huge advantage in September. They're going to get off that plane and think they landed in hell. And, and I hope more they feel that way. You have more of an advantage in August. That's right. You, you know, there, there's a big sign in our stadium. It says, abandon hope, all ye who enter here. <laughs> well, I hope they read it and believe it. Yeah, yes, indeed. And uh, it is going to be a bit on the toasty side. They've got a big quarterback, too, Woody Barrett. Big for an option or a, a, a dual threat guy, 235-pounder. Yes. You know, he's hard to tackle. He... Uh, he was a big-time recruit, uh, went to Auburn out of high school, uh, decided to leave there, uh, went to Lackawanna Junior College, and then ended up at Kent State, was their starter last year, battled for the job, ended up winning it, was very productive at the end of the year, and I think that's another uh, thing, give Coach Lewis credit, because he plays to Woody's talents. Uh, he gives them an opportunity with what they do on offense to be very successful, 
Um, he's got a good he's got a good arm and he can put it on the receivers. And then if he doesn't like what he sees, he really causes you some issues with your feet. So we've got to really make sure that we don't run by him. We got to get pressure on him. And I, I'm really excited with our secondary because I think we can cover some guys back there. So I tell him all the time, and I heard Darian say this that that there's some magic within our scheme. There ain't no magic. The magic is sitting right out there in the stands, those two you were talking to. That, that's the magic. The players are the magic. Absolutely. All we do is give them a chance, and so I'm excited to see what they can do. Great insights from a good man and a great football coach, Danny Gonzalez. Thanks, Danny. Good Thank to see you, you guys. Partner. Thank you for having me. You betcha. Even a, even a devil needs time to chill. 21 means 21. Celebrate responsibly with Coors Light, Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Herm rejoins me as we wind down tonight's show after this here on the Sun Devil Radio Network. The fourth quarter is next on All Aboard with Sun Devil head football coach Herm Edwards. Even a devil needs time to chill. 21 means 21. Celebrate responsibly with Coors Light, Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Say fans, new this season, you can keep up with our play-by-play team on Twitter and Instagram by following at SunDevilPBP for play-by-play. At SunDevilPBP. Follow us. Uh, Good stuff uh, will be forthcoming in the days and weeks to come. Herm, as we wind down the show tonight, I think you made mention of this the other day at your press conference. Your guys, I know, are going to be really excited to play, but so are the Kent State kids. This is a big deal for them. Uh, Is it a challenge to make sure that your team matches their level in terms of the intangibles? It really is, and and they come in, um, you know, they're they're trying to build a program, and and Danny mentioned mentioned it earlier. The coaches have done a great job with these guys, and they have nothing to lose. I mean, they're going to come on the road, and we saw them play Illinois on the road last year, and they were beating Illinois at halftime. They were up 17 uh, to 13, you know. So they yeah, they're right. well aware of, of uh, the atmosphere here. Uh, this would be a big win for them, to, you know, to set their program in a direction that they want to head. So uh, we got to be aware of that. And for a coach, I would imagine an opening game is like Forrest Gump's box of chocolates. You never know what you're gonna get. No, you don't. And uh, the thing you don't want is sloppy football. Uh, you need to watch the uh, Miami-Florida game. They're 28 fouls mm-hmm. for 280 yards. That's just penalties. Yeah. And then they turned the ball over. There's probably 10 turnovers in that game. Mm-hmm. 20 missed tackles. All the turnovers in the Arizona-Hawaii game, too. Yeah, it's just you don't want sloppy. But the, 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 here again, in, in college football, you don't play preseason games. You know, so they count. And, and so you don't want to lose games by errors and just sloppiness and you know, delay of games and all these things that happen and you, when you watch it. You know, it's no one's fault because it's just the first game and, and you get all these new players and mm-hmm. they're trying to do all these things and you got to calm down and keep your poise. Doesn't sound like that'll be a problem, though, for Jaden Daniels, as you uh, talked about. No, I, he's pretty calm. Uh, that's what I like about the guy. We, we've similar demeanor, you know, kind of similar demeanor. So it'll be fun to, to talk to him after every series. He'll come off and I'll always go visit with him mm-hmm. and make sure he's okay and We'll talk to Coach Lackers up in the box and make sure we're doing things that he likes. That's important. Give him some 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 things offensively that he feels comfortable doing. That's what you got to do for the guy. What do you think, like if it's a third and six, what kind of throw do you think he would be most comfortable making in a situation like that to convert a big first down? Well, you know, he's talented enough to, to make the tight window throw inside. He's not afraid to throw the ball inside. Has a good enough arm we can throw the out, out ball. He throws the out ball really good. Mm-hmm. I mean, he can just set it and put it on the spot, you know. And 
he's a he's a talented young man. Uh, you know, like here again, he's a freshman, and you know everyone's thinking, "Whoa, this guy's going to take us." Well, maybe eventually, yeah. But, yeah. but you know, we don't have to do it the first game. Just mm-hmm. let's let him let's let him grow up and learn how to play. And it helps to have a veteran-laden team uh, around him on offense. And uh, that's it does. Be... I got one announcement because okay. I know we're going. Uh, my daughter Vivian's birthday is tonight. Vivian, oh, stand wow. up. She's going to be uh, what, 13 years old. Happy birthday, Vivian! Vivian. Happy birthday, Happy my birthday. dear. Okay, standing ovation for Vivian. Yeah, that's big time it. stuff. Right, awesome. Yeah. Happy birthday to her. Right. Join us for our radio coverage of the season opener. Starts at five o'clock. Jeff Munn, Jordan Simone, and the Sun Devil Tailgate Show kick off around seven. Jeff Van. Rapports back with us once again this year. Thanks to our great engineer producer Sean Crespin for his help tonight. Thanks as well to Senior Associate Athletic Director for Football Tim Cassidy and Cody Fincher of the Sun Devil Radio Network for their help and to the folks at the Lodge Sasquatch Kitchen, a big thank you. Good luck, Herm. Thank you, my friend. And and thanks we'll, for all the fans coming out. We appreciate it. And we'll see you next Tuesday night at 7. For Coach Herm Edwards, I'm Tim Healy. Thanks for listening. So long, everybody. You've been listening to All Aboard with Sun Devil football coach Herm Edwards. All Aboard is presented by Coors Light and airs live from the Lodge Sasquatch Kitchen in Tempe. Arizona State football is an exclusive presentation of the Sun Devil Radio Network. Presented by MidFirst Bank.